Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Before we go into all of that, we're going to come to you 
before the throne of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you in your word said that when light comes, darkness has to flee, Lord. You know, I don't like darkness, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, we ask you to, as the word is here today, let darkness flee and let the light take over, Lord. Your mercy, your grace, your kindness, your love causes the darkness to flee. Don't nothing like the darkness but the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm hearing too much today about the deep state, the dark state, the bit. Lord, you know what? All that stuff is of the devil, and I will not receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I ask you to use us as your vessels today. Hallelujah. Your word, my mouth, Lord, our mouth, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Bless each and every listening ear, ear here, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying unto the ecclesia. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Saints, as I was, Sister Stephanie and I were reading and in Bible study this morning, I had the privilege of coming from several ways, but this one kept, you know how you get something nudging on the inside of you? So I'm bringing this one to you today. Amen. But first we're going to bring Sister Stephanie on with the announcement. Sister Stephanie. Good morning, Debbie. Good afternoon, good evening. Thank you all for listening to us. I'll be announcing countries and our prayer list. Thank you to United States, France, Ireland, Russia, Australia, Brazil, Canada, India, and oh, um, Alaska. Alaska. Thank you all for listening. Next, I'll bring the prayer list. We have Lyndon Owens, T.K. Dimash, Amartya Bash, Malik Rose, Patricia Davis, and family, the Hazy household, Richard Robinson, Henry Holmes, Diane Holmes, Jeremy Holmes. We also have Russ Wagner, Diane Wagner, and their granddaughter, Abby, Kingdom Ministry and Church. That's OmegaKingdomMinistry.org. Also have Edna Clark, Kia Cook, Jeff, Eric, Robert, daughter, Abby, and granddaughter, Mackenzie, also friend, Debbie. Also keep uh, Mark Taylor in your prayers and our president, Donald Trump. Amen. You've heard our prayer list for today. Keep them in mind so that when you pray tonight or when you pray during the day, whenever your prayer time is, that you will remember them and lift them up to God in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to thank once again Minister Lakeisha Hazy for the message yesterday. Tough and ready. I enjoyed that message so much. I tell you, it was a good message. And if you have not heard it, then go back to Saturday Morning Live with Jesus and you can hear her message. Now, the, the microphone on Sister Stephanie's computer is not that good, and um, she sent it to me in the message, so it's not as 
loud as it needs to be, but we're steady trying to find out what equipment we need to bring in the bass, the treble, and everything else we need. See, my mouth does not need a microphone. Y'all hear me? I'm loud. That's just me. But that came through the message and, you know, on YouTube, so it wasn't as clear. I'm going to get Sister Keisha, Minister Paisley, on here to see if we can have her to do that message or another one of her choice by because she's a very powerful woman of God. Amen? Hallelujah. But go back and listen to it. I enjoyed this thing. I tell you, tough and ready. Sometimes you got to be tough. Don't let anybody walk over you because people tend to do that. Amen? Hallelujah. If you don't like it, say so. Hallelujah. Anyway, we're coming from, um, what? we're going to ask Sister Stephanie to read the first scripture. We're coming from Matthew, John chapter 8, verse 3 through 11. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken into adultery. Alright. I know you all have read that story. It's odd how in that story they bought the woman, but my question has always been, where was the man? Was the man one of those that bought her? Where was the man? And it said Jesus stooped down and started writing in the earth, in the dust. Nobody ever said it's not written in the Bible what was written in the dust. Amen? But I can imagine in my brain that he wrote down everything. He knew who was around him. Amen? So I can imagine he wrote down theft, lying, adultery, fornication, dishonesty, everything that every one of those men did, and they saw it written out before their faces. That's what I imagine. The Bible does not say that. But the thing about that whole story is that God told them, he which is without sin, cast the first stone. Because they were going to stone that woman. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying what she was doing was right. She was with somebody else's husband believing. That ain't good. Amen. Hallelujah. Because somebody going to get hurt. Hallelujah. And nine times out of ten, it would have been that woman. Amen. Hallelujah. So here she was. All these men dragging her. They saw her. Otherwise, how could they accuse her? What, what were you doing? Out there peeping? Were you in the windows looking through the curtains? How did you know what she was doing? Mm. Ask yourself that. But she was caught in the act of adultery. And they dragged her out of there and brought her before Jesus. See, they wanted to test Jesus to see what would he say. They wanted to test 
like I said, the Bible does not say what he wrote, but I believe it was every sin of every man that was standing there. That's why he said, he that is without sin cast the first stone. Now put yourself in that woman's place. She's there down on the ground, all hovered up, holding herself, wrapping something around her, because it sounds like they caught her in the act. And she had to wrap something around her. Oh, I hope she wasn't out there naked. They didn't say that. But she was hovering there, embarrassed. And there she is before this one that they call Messiah. Mm. The one that had been healing people. The one that had been kind and merciful people. Merciful to people. And here she is squatting down thinking she's getting ready to be stoned, killed for her sins. She knew she was wrong. I don't know why she did it. The Bible didn't say why she did it. But I want to know what was wrong with those men and how could they go in and drag that woman out like that and bring her before Jesus. But you know what? It ended up to be the best thing that could have ever happened to her in her life. Because if they had to took her somewhere else, around someone else, she'd have been stoned to death. Dead. Amen. Because she had committed the ultimate sin. Hallelujah. You didn't commit adultery in, you didn't commit adultery in those days. That was a horrible sin. It all came from the laws of Moses, where the Ten Commandments said, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Actually, it was the laws of God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, that sin, the law of that sin, actually existed before Moses. Because all the way back in Genesis, it was back then. If you committed sin, see, yeah, you were stoned. Amen. Even in the camp of Moses, out in the wilderness. See, Moses was a little different. Sister Stephanie, what was that next scripture? Um, next story. The one with Moses in the desert where they condemned both of them. John 8, 5, in the law, we have no, now, okay, so John 8, 5 says, now Moses in the law commanded that, that such shall be stoned, but what, what sayest thou? But we have went to cross us, and we saw that in Deuteronomy 22 and 22, but man is found laying with another man's wife, both the men who slept with her, and the woman must die. You must perish the evil from Israel. Mm. So you see how serious it was. And John, it tells you the law, but when you go to Deuteronomy, it tells you out and out. If you catch them in the act of adultery, you must destroy them. 
accordingly. They will embarrass the camp. They will embarrass their family. So the ultimate goal was to destroy them. That was the verdict, to destroy them both. But then we come up in the New Testament with Jesus. And they had changed the law. And they, well, actually they didn't. They were still under the laws of Moses. That's why they brought her to him to see what they say about it. Amen? We know what Moses said, but we want to see what you're going to say. Like I said, it was a test to Jesus. Amen? So, and these were the Pharisees, y'all. Well, you know, that, that, that kind of creeps me out. Pharisees looking in a window at a woman committing adultery. Why were you there, Pharisees? You're supposed to be up in the pulpit somewhere. That's a little creepy to me. Every time I think about that, that's a little creepy to me. Amen? Peeping tongues for Pharisees, really? Ooh. Anyway, like I said, she was caught in the act and she was brought to Jesus. And they wanted to know, what do you say? Moses' law says to stone her, to stone her to death. But we want to know, Master, what do you say? Trying to test them to see if he was who he said he was. Amen? And even after that, even after they walked away, they still didn't believe that he was Messiah. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, I've already said what Jesus did. He stooped down and rolled in the dirt. And I told you what I believed. Amen? I don't know what he wrote in the dirt because it is not recorded in the Bible. Perhaps another version, but the King James Version does not have it written there. But like I say, I believe he wrote down theft, fornication, adultery, lying, and all of the rest of the sins. Amen. He could have just sat there and written the Ten Commandments. Amen. And he lifted up and said, He, which of you, brethren, is without sin? Who is without sin? You cast the first stone. And the Bible said, one by one, they walked away. Because they knew what they did. Whatever it was he wrote, it hit a guilt foot in them. Mm-hmm. You know, God's word will do that, really. It will hit a guilt foot in you. And you just move away from what you were doing. Amen? Hallelujah. They walked away one by one. Mm. And when the woman raised her head, she looked and wanted to know where were her accusers. And Jesus told her, they didn't condemn you and neither do I. Mm. They wouldn't condemn you and neither do I. This poor young lady thought she was a goner. I guess she was sitting there thinking, oh, my mama and my father, oh, they're going to be so embarrassed. My family, what's going to happen to my family? Oh, they're going to be so embarrassed. Why did I do this? I don't know what I was thinking about. Why did I do this? I know all kinds of things was going through this poor child's head. Amen. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, they didn't condemn you and neither do I. Go. And sin no more. See, he didn't say, hey, I forgive you, girl. Keep on doing what you're doing. It ain't a bad thing. Keep on doing. No, 
said they didn't condemn you and neither do I. Go and sin no more. That sounds like the woman at the well. Amen. Hallelujah. Where he had gone and they, he sent his disciples out to get food. Hallelujah. He sat at the well until they came back. He sent them forward. He sat at the well. He was thirsty. I guess they got water first and he just sit there. Because he knew what was coming up. Remember, he was God manifest in the flesh. He knows everything. And the woman came up with her pail, her bucket, whatever she had, to draw some water from the well. And she was a Samaritan. Now, you know the story. I did the sermon before. The Samaritans are the Jewish people worst enemy. They look down upon them. Because Samaritan is part Jew and part Gentile. And in the Jewish nation, you don't do that. I think that's a little bit worse than adultery. But you don't do that. Amen? So they look down on them. But this woman, seeing that she was Samaritan, and seeing that Jesus was a Jew, wanted to know how be it that you're going to be talking to me. Do you not know I'm a Samaritan? We have nothing to do with your people, and your people have nothing to do with us. You worship your way, and we worship our way. So why are you here? Why are you asking me for for water? Now, I'm paraphrasing. Go, what scripture was that, Sister Stephanie? Um, John chapter 4. Go to John chapter 4, starting at verse 4, and read it for yourself about the woman at the well. That day, that woman had met perfection. That day, that woman had met hmm, the Messiah. And the Messiah does not discriminate. The Messiah does not hate. He doesn't look down on you because after all, you're made in his father's image. Just like him, you're made in his father's image and his likeness. She didn't understand, but she was literally his sister. Amen? Hallelujah. She was made in the Father's likeness and his image. But she didn't understand. She tried to figure out how is it that you, a Jew, going to talk to me, a Samaritan woman? And he began to speak to her soul, her spirit, not to her flesh. He told her to go and get her husband. But first he told her that he, she, he rather, had water that she knew not of. And the water that he could give her is water that would cause her never to thirst again. Oh, she got interested then. Because she got tired of walking up that long, hot road in those sandals, her head covered in the heat of Jerusalem. Hmm? Going to a well to get some water. Doing it at a time of the day when she knew nobody would be out there. Amen. That was in the heat of the day. Nobody else was out there. But she was come so that she wouldn't be teased, scorned, because she was a Samaritan. Amen. So she would come in the midst of the day when she knew nobody else would be there so that she could get her water and go on home before the crowd came. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. 
told her about this water, this living water, so she never had to draw from that well again. She was interested in. Can you understand how a, a dog is if he, he, he hears mama or daddy coming home, his ears perk up? All you got to do is hear a sound. It's something about a puppy. They know when you're coming. Amen. And those ears perk up. I have seen my daughter's two puppies do it. They know she's coming. You come in that door and their ears are perked up. And they're barking and carrying on, you know. In other words, here comes someone I'm interested in. Here comes the one that sees me. Oh, she's got something I want. Amen. We do that. When the boss comes in to the office and said, everybody, I got some good news. He perk up. Amen. That's what he had for her. Some good news. So she wanted to tell him, well, she tell, asked him to show me this living water. He told her to go and get your husband. And she said, sir, I have no husband. See, that was a test for her to see that she was going to tell the truth. She didn't recognize that this was the Messiah, and Jesus knew her life from the time she was born, and she even knew the day she was going to die. But it was not that time to reveal that. That's not why he was there. He was there to introduce himself, to introduce the kingdom, hallelujah, of God. Amen. Because he, in the kingdom, there is no judgment. Amen. In the kingdom, there is no put down. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. In the kingdom, there is no bullying. Thank you, Father. Whew. Thank you. Mm. So when he asked her about her husband, she says, I have no husband. He said, you spoke right, though you had five. And the one you have now is not yours. <coughs> she was amazed. Excuse me for the coughing. She was amazed. Amazed. And she went. And she told everybody, come see a man. See, when she hears that, it just took that little bit for her to realize that she was listening to somebody special. And she said, come see a man. She went all out through the city. Come. She didn't care whether she was Samaritan or not. This man impressed her so much. She went out and said to the Jews and the Gentiles, y'all, to the Samaritans, to the Greeks, whoever was in the town, she went out running. Come see a man who told me all I have ever done. Amen. Hallelujah. And they all want to know, who is this man? But I'm quite sure the other people in the village knew who she was. They had seen him before. So they want to know, who is this man? So they followed her. And all of a sudden, there was a crowd around Jesus. And he was able to teach on the kingdom. Amen? That day, that woman got living water that she didn't have to draw from the well. That didn't mean she didn't have to go to the well to, not, to get water. That means she had that living one. That means she got saved that day. Amen. She was redeemed that day because she believed on the man of God. She believed what the man of God, the prophet, said. The Bible said, believe a prophet and receive a prophet's reward. She got a reward. She got redemption. 
so that the rest of them around there. Amen. Hallelujah. See, that's the mercy, the kindness of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He does not condemn you, though he knows your life from the beginning to the end. He does not condemn you. Now, that was then, y'all. That was before the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. Sister Stephanie was there in the yes. Then we we're going to come to you with the leopard. Luke chapter 17. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 17. Okay, we're going to ask you to read that. And as he entered to a certain village, there met him two men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are these nine? And there are not found that return to give glory to God and save this stranger. And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. He said unto him. He said unto him, Arise, go thy way, and thy faith has made thee whole. Amen. When you hear the story, there are two lepers. Well, actually, it was more than two because I believe it ended up being ten. And he wanted to know, or they wanted to know, would you heal us? So Jesus did. You know what? I just thought about I listened to that scripture. There came only two. But I think what happened is that the other ones heard it. And see, when this man lifted up and he was healed, he told him to go show yourself to the Pharisees and scribes. Amen? Because he wanted them to see what he had did. He was trying to teach them that, yes, I do heal. But the other, what, nine, eight? Heard it, and they went along with it. Amen? Along with the two. Now, he said, were there not ten of you? And only one of you came back? This one came back. He got healed. He came back, and he praised God so loud the whole village heard him. Amen? See, Jesus doesn't care if you're a leper. The whole village, those people had to go off and say to themselves, and they had, wherever they went, they had to scream and yell, unclean, unclean. Otherwise, they could not be around the people, amen? Because if you touched the leper in those days, you would contract that disease, amen? You would get that disease. It was a out-of-control disease, and it's like having measles or whatever. You know, that stuff was highly contagious. You touch somebody with it, you got it. Amen? Hallelujah. And that's the way that the leopard was. There was another leopard that I want to talk about, though. There was another leopard, Sister Shepherd. Um, mm, I'm, I'm sorry, not Sister Shepherd. <laughs> Maybe that's your married name. Anyway, Sister um, Stephanie. The uh, one that. The one that came to Jesus and the one that he touched. 
said she'll get the, the scripture in a minute, but I can tell you the story. I know that one by heart. There was one who was in a crowd passing by. Well, he passed by a crowd, and there was a leper in the crowd and said, Jesus. Matthew 10 and 8. Okay, read that one. With the first of these healing, Jesus approached by the leper with a crest to be um, healed. Okay, he passed by a leper, and the leper wanted to be healed. He yelled out in the crowd, and Jesus called him out. Touched him. Mm-mm-mm. Now think about what I said earlier. You could not touch a leper because you would get the leprosy. Amen. But Jesus took him to himself and he laid hands on him and said, Be thy healed. And from that moment on, the leper was healed. Amen. See, that's the love and the compassion of Jesus. But not only that, in that particular setting, the kingdom came in. Remember the scripture that said, um, and nothing by any means shall harm you, that you shall tread on serpents and walk on scorpions? Hey, Jesus had that power and authority in him before he was hung on the cross because he was the word. Remember, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So that stuff had no power over him. But he touched the man, and immediately the man was healed. No more white spots all over his body. He was no longer contagious. Amen? Can you imagine the people seeing that and being startled? See, he <laughs> I noticed something about Jesus quick. The things that he did startled people. Because they didn't expect that, amen? Hallelujah. But yes, that man was healed. Hallelujah. And Jesus was not scornful. He was not standoffish. He went right to him, took his hand, and healed him. He was healed immediately. Now go back and read that, Sister Stephanie. Didn't you give me that? Matthew chapter 8, 1 through 7. Matthew chapter 8, 1 through 7. Amen. Hallelujah. Go back and read that. You'll find all of those scriptures in the um, description box. So go back and read it for yourself. Bet me. Please bet me. Prove if what I'm saying is true. But I don't want to say nothing that's wrong in the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So go and bet me. Make sure. Study to show yourself approved. Amen. Hallelujah. Then there was the woman with the issue of blood. I think that's in what? Matthew or Luke? Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. All right. We know the story. She had suffered with this condition for 12 long years. She had to stay out of the way. She couldn't go shopping. So I, I guess she had a maid or whatever. Maybe a family or a husband or a mother, somebody had to go shopping for. Maybe she had her own garden out the back. I don't know. But I know that it was illegal for a woman in those days 
she came on and stayed on for 12 years. So how was she living? Woo, good God. She had to be around somebody, but whoever she was around was unclean. So that whole thing is baffling to my mind, amen? Maybe she put the money out the door and had somebody go shopping for her, and they just bought the money back to put at the door because they could not be around her because she had to eat. She had to do what she needed to do, amen? She lived in a house. I don't know how that was because history does not say. It just tells us about the miracle. So I guess the rest of it really doesn't matter, amen? But this particular day she heard that Messiah, this man who was healing the sick and raising the dead and healing the lepers, amen, she read that he was coming to town. She lived somewhere near. She had not been outside in a long time, leastwise not among people. But on this day, she wanted to be healed so bad that she was willing to take a chance. She said to herself, if I could just sneak in and touch the hem of his garment and then run back. That's what she was going to do. But see, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> I told you. I don't know, whenever something happens, there is a shock effect there when Jesus heals somebody. Amen? Hallelujah. She came out and she bit. And she touched him in his garment. And Jesus, out of his mouth, said, Who touched me? And his disciples looked at him like, Oh, you got to be kidding, bro. All of these people that are all around you pushing and shoving, the Bible uses the word thronging. Amen? T-H-R-O-N-G. Which means to push, to shove being close to, too close. Amen? Hallelujah. And when he said that, then he turned around and she had to confess because she didn't have time. When he said, who touched me? And the disciples started yakking and he looked down and there she was and she got scared. And she said, it is I. And he told her, rise up. He said, he, well, how does it go, Lord? Um, Sister Stephanie, could you read the scripture? I'll just shoot one. Um, that happened after she. Who touched me when all denied Peter and they that were with him said, Matthew, multitude, strong thee, and press thee, and sayest thou. Who touched me? Jesus said, Somebody had touched me, for I perceived perceive that big yeah. virtue is going out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and, and, and how she was healed immediately. And she said unto her daughter, Be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Amen. And y'all hear that, right? This poor woman was so afraid because she thought that she was about to be stoned to death because she had committed the cardinal law. If your monthly is on, you don't come out among the people and leastwise you don't touch.
good comfort, thy faith Be of good comfort, thy faith has made thee whole. And what else was it after that? Go in peace. In other words, sister, don't worry about it. Honey, you whole. Your faith has made you whole. You came out in all this crowd knowing that you were not supposed to. But you had enough faith to know that if you touch any part of me that you were going to be healed. Hallelujah. And he told her to go her way. Your faith has made you whole. And guess what? When he said that not a soul went after her, they didn't say, you weren't supposed to be out here. Because guess what? If they took her to court, the evidence was gone. Amen. <laughs> so that means not only was she healed, but what had been there had cleared up. Amen. And you women know what I'm talking about. Those things that women wear, it had cleared up. So they had no evidence. Hallelujah. Thy faith has made thee whole. Just like the woman that they were going to stone to death, the woman at the well, the lepers that he went up and touched, and the woman who needed to be healed. Mm. All of them God had mercy on. Amen. He healed them right there. The kingdom of heaven was right there before them. Remember the prayer, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. There is no sickness in heaven. When they touched him, they touched the kingdom. The scripture goes, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all of these other things will be added unto you. Amen. So when you touch the kingdom, hallelujah, you're automatically here. But let me give you a little secret. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God dwells in each one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. But that's what Jesus said. The kingdom of God is in you. What is the kingdom of God? Your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus Christ. But not only that, when God mm, formed man from the dust of the earth and he breathed into the nostril of man, the kingdom of heaven came to earth. And we know about Adam and Eve. They messed it up. Mm, poor thing. But they okay, y'all. But without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. I know right now, but without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. And when they found themselves naked, God went and slew an animal, took the skin and did what he had to do with them and gave them to them for a covering. Amen? So there was shedding of blood, and so their sins was remitted. That's been a law since the beginning of the world. Amen? Hallelujah. But I say that to say this, hallelujah. All of those ones that I mentioned beforehand, God healed them, amen? Because his, hallelujah, his presence, hallelujah, contained the kingdom. He was the kingdom walking, amen? And when you come into the presence of the kingdom, are they automatically healed? You're automatically cleansed, amen? 
when you come into the presence of the kingdom. Mm. Oh, kind of things happen. People are healed. Hallelujah. The dead raised. Hallelujah. And all of that is within you. I don't care whether you're a sinner or saint. Because God breathed into your nostril, and God is his kingdom, and his kingdom is him. It is in you. You just got to activate it. It's there, but you got to activate it by asking Jesus Christ into your life, receiving the Holy Ghost, becoming heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen. That's what happens when you ask Jesus into your life. Then, hallelujah, the kingdom can come alive in you. Amen. Hallelujah. And with that kingdom comes authority and power. You can speak things and they shall be. Amen. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. But you can't do that until you activate that kingdom that's within you. How do you activate it? Study God's word. Amen. It's going to take some time. But the more of God's word you study, the more of him you're going to get in him, get in you, and ask the Holy Ghost, and he will bring all things back to your remembrance. Amen? Because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. Amen? That same spirit is the Holy Ghost. Amen? Or the Holy Spirit in Greek. Amen? You have that in you if you have asked Christ into your life. So start using the power that you have. Remember all of those that God was kind to and he healed. Amen? He revealed things that they thought he didn't know. All of that is within us. There is no excuse for the kingdom not to spread. Amen? Because the kingdom of God is within you. That's what Jesus said and that's what it is. Amen? So start spreading the kingdom of God all over the place. Amen. Do that by reading the word and spreading his word. Getting the word in you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you too will be able to heal the sick. Raise the dead. Go to a fish and there's money in his mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. That's our message today. We've got to have the goodness, the kinding, and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is his kingdom, and his kingdom is him, is him. And if you have received him in your life, the kingdom has been activated. You just don't know it yet. You don't know how to use it yet. Amen? But read in the Bible. He tells you it's all in the Word, in the B-I-B-L-E. And the more you read, the more the kingdom is going to come alive in you, and you're going to be able to speak things and do things that you never thought you could speak or do before. Amen? You want to walk on water? Keep on studying the Word. If Jesus did it, you can do it. Amen? As it is in heaven, so shall it be on You've been listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. I'm your host. <coughs> Evangelist Portia Mac Ivor, along with Sister Stephanie Pritchett. We thank you for coming out today. Continue to study your word and have the mercy and the grace and the kindness of God and watch what happens. Watch the kingdom grow bigger and bigger and bigger.
way the Jewish pronounce it. Amen. You get the Holy Spirit, and it begins to woo, blow your mind every time you open your mouth. Things will come to pass. All you have to do is speak it. Amen. And it will be. Amen. Believe it, and it shall be. Amen. Say it, and you shall have what you say. Amen. Proclaim it. Hallelujah. And it shall be established. Amen. Know that. Hallelujah. And exercise the kingdom of God that's within you by reading the word of God and knowing what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Amen. Know what doors to close and what doors to open. Know the keys, hallelujah, the binding and the loosing and the faith. Hallelujah. All of it comes with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom that dwells in you. Amen. Hallelujah. You ought to be shouting about right now, hallelujah, to know that you've got that much power, power when you receive the Holy Ghost. Not only do you get redeemed and sealed until the day of redemption, hallelujah, all the power, all the authority that Jesus got when he rose from the dead, he now gives to you. Amen. Learn to use it. Hallelujah. When you don't know what you got, then eventually you then end up losing it. Amen? Or, or I'll put it this way. Let me change that. You don't lose it. But it's like having a key to a Lamborghini, and you don't know how to use it. Hmm? But when you learn how to use that key, you can roll that top back, see those doors go back, and ride, hallelujah, in style. Amen? Same way with the kingdom. When you learn the key, and you do that by reading the word. And you learn what he says you can do and what you can't do. Look at that model prayer. Our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Amen. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forget. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. In other words, Lord, after you help us to forgive people, lead us not into temptation. Bless us to walk in love, is what they're saying. Amen. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember the model prayer. And think about it. Sit down and think about it. Ask the Holy Ghost to reveal who you are in Christ. To reveal the authority and the power that you have. Amen. And ask him to activate the goodness and the mercy and the kindness that's already in you. Ask him to activate the gifts that's in you. The healing gifts. Amen. The ministry gifts. Hallelujah. And then after you get them, multiply them. You go and teach somebody else. The kingdom multiplies itself. You don't get it and then keep it to yourself. You go and give it to somebody else. Teach somebody else so it'll get out there so that we can all have what you got. Amen. That's what the woman at the well did. She went yelling and screaming. I can imagine her hands spreading up in the air. Come see a man. Uh, many people got saved that day. She was one of them. This is a dangerous portion. My God is saying, God loves you. Don't 
learn and keep it to yourself, you spread it. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember the men that God gave a talent to? The one that he gave five, double it. The one that he gave ten, double it. But the one that had one, he took it and buried it. And he cast him as an outer darkness. When you learn, then you take that which you have learned and teach it to somebody else. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you. For God loves you more. And if you have not given your life to the Lord today, if you have not activated the kingdom of God that's within you, God is there. If you're on this earth, it's there, but you need to activate it by giving God your life, receiving the Holy Ghost. Because he said, after that the Holy Ghost comes, you shall have power. Amen. Power to do the things that God has told you. Amen. Power to use the key that he has given you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for listening to Reaching the Master Sunday morning services today. And I forgot one thing earlier. Hallelujah. I want to honor our EMTs, all of our first responders, EMTs, firemen, and policemen, and thank all of the military today. Know that God is with you. Hallelujah. He is by your side. He's got your back. If you give your life to him, hallelujah, the kingdom of God is within you. Activate it by giving God your life, by asking him into your life. Love you all. Have a great Sunday. Happy birthday to anybody's birthday who is today, anybody's anniversary who is today. Have a great day, y'all. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.